following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hitting, yet completely trivial football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Hey, coming to you live on tape on this Wednesday, September the 15th. Recording right now at around 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Rich Eggy bringing to you the Broken Helmet. The Brothers Eggy on this broadcast. Chris in South Florida currently celebrating his big giant victory on Monday night as his Oakland Raiders got a huge victory, huge victory over the Baltimore Ravens. Nobody saw that one coming. Nope, not at all. I didn't expect that at all. I didn't either, Mr. Carell. It was crazy. I wish I had seen it live. I ended up passing out because I'm old. I'm old. Fuck a motherfucker. So I had to watch it on tape, much like this podcast, and see the theatrics at the end in replay. But it was a big win for you there, Christopher. You must be excited. Not many times can the Oakland Raiders claim to be 1-0 on the season. Much less Uh, the Ravens. The fucking Ravens. They're good. I mean, they're banged up, but they're still good. I just, they, the Raiders started so bad. I mean, we were texting in the beginning, and and you texted right after they scored that first touchdown, and they needed that so badly, because if they didn't score, that game would have been, I mean, that, that game was ugly. It was so bad, I actually left the room and went to Christian's playroom and started building a Lego castle out of the, the Legos you guys sent us and started building a castle for him. So when he comes down in the morning, he gets all excited about whatever is the new thing in the room is. Ah, and yes. So of course. I'm like, he I'm loves like, these toys. All boys do. Right. Right. So I'm like, this game's over. I'll put it on my phone and I'll just, I'll just build this. And all of a sudden I, I was texting with you and I heard, from the other room, the game, sco- uh, the Raiders score, and I was like, "All right, so it's not that bad." And the game was totally different. It was like they woke up after the second quarter, or like the end of the second quarter, they finally woke up, and then they played pretty well. I mean, they they shocked me. Their defense played outstanding. Yeah, they could have been a lot worse for sure, but I thought they played well. You know, given I mean, they yeah. they had a couple of injuries throughout the game, though that might have some lasting ramifications, especially on the line, right? You guys lost good for the year. Um, Mariota went down. They don't know if he's going to be a long-term injury. Same thing with Yannick. Uh, He might be injured for a decent duration of time. But um, in the game, you guys performed well. And David Carr, he locked in the top performance of the week for fantasy quarterbacks, I mean, at least in yardage, with 435. You, are you talking about, like, 2,000 
three, or are you talking about Derek Carr from 2021? Oh, man, I am never going to stop doing that. You are a stupid asshole. That's exactly what he is. Eventually, I'll get it. I swear to God. Eventually. (laughs) We do this every year, but yes. David Carr, tops of the quarterback uh, fantasy charts there with 435 on 34. You mean Derek Carr? You just did it again. Ah, Jesus. Whatever. David Carr, 34 for 56, 435, two touchdowns, one interception. He had an okay game. Although, at the end of that game there, what the hell was going on? Guys couldn't figure out what the hell to do. Couldn't find the kicker. Couldn't score from the one. I don't know. That was... that. It started... It's, it was so good and so exciting. And the fans rushed the field. And every, oh, the media rushed the field. And, and then it was like, oh, no. He actually got tackled. So, let, let's bring him back out here. And then our first-round draft pick gets a, a false start. That was awesome. Flag on the play. He's a waste. I, I can't believe we uh, – whatever. It is what it is. Maybe well, he'll be You guys do year, your so. own thing, right? I mean, make Mike Mayock and John Gruden know the draft differently than everybody else on the flipping planet. So you guys are stuck with that one. But. They draft like fantasy football where you like a player – and you draft him two rounds ahead of time because you want to guarantee you have him on <laughs> it's, your it's true. on your team. Point and it's point like, Eggy. Well, Chris Eggy. Like is. Leatherwood was was graded at like a third round draft pick, and we take him in like number twenty four or something. It was whatever. It is what it is. But they got a really big win, and and as a reward, we now get to go to Pittsburgh. I think. That's true. You do get to go to Pittsburgh, and I think that will be one of the two games that we talk about. There are a bunch of mix-mosh games. We usually do three, but I think we'll do two this week. And I think we'll talk about your Raiders. Why not? I mean, it fits the bill. Um, they are 1-0. The Steelers are 1-0, and that's a big game. So, uh, all right, without further ado, why don't we get into that? We'll start off our first down when we do all of our stats from the prior week. Obviously, we have no year-to-date stats, so we'll just look at last week and how we did. First down. All right, so here we go. If you haven't heard, Chris, you do know it was a big week last week, correct? In terms of... The gambling. And for those of you that don't know, it was an all-out assault by the underdogs. The underdogs went 12-4 and four for the week. They won outright nine of those games. Those games ended up being the Cardinals, Chargers, Texans, that was a home dog win, Steelers, Bengals, another home dog win, Eagles, Saints, Saints home dog win, Dolphins and Raiders. Raiders also a home dog win. All those guys. So a lot of parlay money to be had on the money line should you have taken any of these dogs and put them in an outright money line win. So the big movement from the open. Oh, by the way, if you I read this on ESPN that the 12 underdogs that covered and the nine underdogs that pulled outright upsets was the most in the Super Bowl era. The most in the Super Bowl era. And those nine underdogs that pulled outright upside 
upsets were the most in any week in the past four seasons and tied for the most in any opening week in Super Bowl era. Boom. So that was just money, 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 money to be had. So historic week as the dogs just ran roughshod over the favorites. The big movement from the open defined as one and a half points. Chris, do you know there were five games that were defined as this one and a half points? You want to take a shot at what the record was? It was pretty meaningless. As to what the team, I'm, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Sure. Movement from the open, more than a point and a half from the original spread. There were five games that fell into that category. Yeah, Carolina. Uh, no. Uh, just give me the, what you think the record might be. There were oh, five. for the most, for the most. Yeah, uh, games that moved from the open, a point and a half. Six. six there was five six. total. You want to throw a, a, a stab at the record? This is pretty, like, it's, out to sea right now because we're not vibing. Ten. <laughs> I what I'm saying. <laughs> No, no, Ted no, no. was not right. No, no, no. I, there were five games. The record was two and three. The winners were the Seahawks and the Broncos. They had the mo- They had more than a point and a half move toward them in the point spread before kickoff, and they won. The losers were the Bucks, Packs, and Patriots. They all had more than a point and a half move toward them, and they ended up all losing. Uh, overs and unders. Do you want to take a stab at what the record was there? 16 games in total. I have no idea. Eight. Six. Eight. It was an even Steven, my friend. Wow. So the teasers where money's all to be made. The favorites teased were eight, six, and two. Two pushes were the Bucks and the Vikings. The dogs were 13 and three. So in total, if you were taking the teams and the lines and you were teasing it, it was 21, nine, and two on either side. The overs and unders, the overs were 10 and six if you teased them. The unders were 11 and five if you teased them. 21 and 11 in total. So once again, you tease the games, you end up falling in range of that 70%. The overs and unders, uh, the overs and unders were 65.6% when teased, and the games themselves were 70% on the money. Dogs were 13-3 at 81%. Monstrous. So that was about it. Uh, teams with t- halftime leads, if you haven't, uh, if you don't know, haven't followed, teams with the halftime leads almost always lock it up. This week they were 12-3. and three. The only three teams that had the halftime lead in that lead that lost were the Bills, the Browns, and the Ravens. Pats and Finns game didn't count because they were tied. And that's about it. So we'll go into our gambling and we will review that later when we get into the games. But that is everything from last week. So that leaves us for the top Games. We were going to do three. It's not that meaty, so I think we'll do two. And we'll get into that as we head out. Second down. In second down and fly out to Baltimore. The Sunday night game versus the Chiefs. Right now, the Chiefs are a three and a half point favorite. The over-under is 55 points. 
and everything right now on the Chiefs. The Sharps have not taken a side, but the tickets are all over the Chiefs at 83%, and the money is basically on the Chiefs at 92%. So the Ravens, a little banged up. They have a, a you know, a, a an outing, a strong outing on Monday night, but not good enough to get the job done. Lamar, uh, Lamar looked great. He had, I think, almost 100 yards on the ground, 86 yards uh, on the ground, and then I think he had another two in change through the air. So he had a solid game. Sammy Watkins actually did okay for them. So they got to bring their offense and their defense, minus Marcus Peters, gone for the year. Obviously, that's a week-old story, but it's going to be relevant in this game when they got to go up against the Chiefs. So... All things considered, the Chiefs struggled a little bit last week versus the Browns. Do you think that they struggle yet again coming into this game as they have to go on the road into Baltimore? No. No. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think. We said the same thing last week, and then they struggled mightily. Mightily. Well, they definitely fell behind early. Um, I mean, it took them I the whole don't... game to get it back in. Yeah, I mean, but, but they did. They did it. I said to you before the game that they're, they're losing. Remember the stats? Like the, the all their losing games in Mahomes' career, the opponents have scored 31, 30 to 32 points. Right. And all the games they lost, that, that they won, their opponents still scored like 29 points. Yep, yep, yep. So, so you know, yeah. The, the Browns did really good. I mean, they, they did. They they weren't the, the prettiest, but, you know, like, if that's how bad the Chiefs look and they still win, like, wow. Like, what are they going to do if they when they put it all together? I get, for sure, I think there is a little bit of the Chiefs haven't gotten their shit together quite yet. Um, I, I still was a little taken back by... You know, the Browns having the lead so much in that game because I, I just thought the Chiefs should have really taken control and ran away with it, and they just didn't. You know, and then the Browns at the end there, you get the, you get the, uh, what's his face, Baker Mayfield special when he's running around the moxie, the, the moxie that Baker has as he runs around and then just throws a, a you know, a jump ball, which just gets picked off immediately um, by the Chiefs. You know, I, I don't know. I want to give the Ravens a little bit more credit, but I'm I'm more or less on the side that you are here with the Chiefs because I just don't know if the Chiefs are going to be able to compete. You know, the Raiders' offense is one thing. The Chiefs' offense is something altogether different, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know how the Chiefs are going to, I guess, maybe ball control, but then again, they've got a running game that's in flux. Right, you know, maybe their defense can, you know, keep the game close. But then you got Marcus Peters who's out, so you have a position that the Chiefs could exploit. And even though they had a rough week one, I'm I'm with you here. I think the Chiefs, I think the Chief, the three and a half isn't enough for the Chiefs. The over under is fifty five. Yeah, right. Which I, I don't. Which way do you lean on that? Because I, I'll tell you, the you pick. I, I think that's I think it's low. It's 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 a perfect opportunity to tease down and, and go up 
go up. Really? I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Dude, there's going to be no defense. I know. I don't know. There's just something about me that just thinks that this is going to be. I, I think the Ravens are the part that I'm concerned about when it comes to the over and under. You know, I, I don't know if... Uh, Lamar Jackson is not going to fumble three times again. The Raiders won that game because Lamar Jackson fumbled three times. I, I mean, for sure, but those are big turnovers. And Lamar, you know, since it, his phenomenal year two years ago... He's had moments that he looks brilliant, and he has moments that he looks really shaky. And I, you know, fumbling three times is a big deal. It's a big fucking deal. You got to hold on to the goddamn ball. It's the NFL. Turnovers are huge. They're huge. You know, yeah, he runs like a he runs like it's a video game. Like he's in the backyard of his friend's house, just no play. Just um, I'm just gonna run this way and this way and cut this way and cut that way. The Raiders had a really good defensive game plan. I was impressed. I don't think their defense is that good. I think they have a really good game plan. Uh, yeah, fair. You know, I, again, I think the Ravens made... I, with the Raiders on Monday night, I think I was more impressed that their offense was able to keep up production and that Carr performed you know, as he did. Uh, Waller, a monster game. More, more than... I was, you know, I don't know, impressed with the Ravens offense or impressed with the Ravens defense, which I definitely wasn't. Um, you know, I was more impressed with the Raiders than the Ravens in that game. And with the Chiefs, I don't know, I wasn't impressed with them at all, but they did stick it out to win. And I think here, all things, I, I think if these two teams were healthy and they played, you know, 10 games, the Chiefs would cover three and a half points, seven of the 10 games, regardless of where the game was. You know, they just they, they just score a lot. They have a high-powered offense. And I'm not yeah. confident that the Ravens can keep that kind of offense production up, which is why I like the Chiefs, and I like that under. I'm not, you know, I'm not putting my life on it. It's not one of my two unders that I'm going to pick this week, but I do like it. Yeah, I at, at 50, I mean, it started at 51. I, you know, I, I like the over more at 51, obviously. That's why everybody in the country did. It jumped four points already in the matter of two days. But um, I agree with you. I, I agree with that statement 100%. I, I think that the Chiefs are going to score their points. I don't think there's any defense in outside of the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl that are able to stop the Chiefs. And I think that they're going to they're gonna put up the points. I think the Ravens... When you're talking about the Ravens, I look, we could diagnose that game over and over and over from, from Monday night. The Ravens win that game eight out of ten times. Would you not agree? Yeah, probably. I mean, a lot of things had to go right for the Raiders there. And a lot oh. of things, conversely, had to go wrong for the Ravens. Right. I mean, they the, the Baltimore's a much – they're a better team. They're just – they just are. But – the reality of this game is it's another Sunday night game. It's another primetime game. If Lamar Jackson, let's say, has a fumble in the first quarter or first half, you can just see this game, like Lamar Jackson just mentally exploding and this game just blowing up. Because if he doesn't play right, this isn't even a game. 
Like, it's Lamar Jackson versus all the opponents. Yes, uh, good point by you there. I, I agree wholeheartedly that this team right now is Lamar Jackson and only Lamar Jackson. So, yes. you know, yes. if he goes south, this could be a landslide. Now, remember, also in this game, the Chiefs are going to be getting back Honey Badger. So Tyrone Matthew is going to be coming back, and he'll be playing in this game. Obviously, he was out last week with the COVID designation and couldn't get cleared before game time. So he'll be uh, coming back, and he'll be playing uh, there in the safety. So that could add to the Chiefs' defense, which, you know, last week was okay, like I said. Uh, not fantastic, not bad. Frank Clark. Either, and also? He was actually banged up. Chris Jones looked okay. What's up? I was going to say, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was going to say, also, if the Ravens can't cover Darren Waller, I don't know if they're going to be able to cover Travis Kelsey. Now, I, I look at Kelsey as a better tight end talent than I do Waller. Waller's a little younger. Maybe he gets peppered a little more by Derek Carr. But if they can't cover Waller, they're going to have a hell of a time with, with Kelsey. And if they're going to have to double Kelsey, this game, I mean, whew. This game could get just out of hand, man. Yeah, correct. And, you know, you, you had things that, you know, on top of obviously losing Marcus Peters, you had Marlon Humphrey, uh, you know, who didn't have the best game on the planet uh, last week. Um, you know, I, Patrick Queen actually looked okay. He, he, he did pretty well. But, um, you know, the secondary, you know, you're going to need Humphrey now to play out of his mind for the rest of the year for, you know, in, until they can kind of figure out, uh, you know, how they're going to adjust this defense because, you know, remember, they do a lot, a lot of stuff with that defense, especially in the secondary. That's kind of been their deal, right? So Don Martindale's really utilized all of their secondary personnel in unique ways. So you lose a piece, and that's huge. Humphrey's going to have to come through and play big. I, I didn't think he had a great game on uh, on Monday night, so and now he's going to have to against the Chiefs. So, uh, all right, so I'm going to take the uh, Chiefs. I don't really have a, a slant on the over-under. I'm probably leaning under. But which way are you going on this one? I, as is, I would take it. I would take the under. Like, I, I agree with you. I would probably tease it and go over, though. I got gotcha. you. And what about, tease it, tease what about the it game itself? Oh, the Chiefs. I, I'm, I'm with you. Cool. I, I, I think the Chiefs are. I think they're going to probably win by, like, 10 points. All right, so we start out on the same side. That I don't know if that's good or bad because last week uh, I got the sheet. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. I'm trying to think of how we did, if I can remember right, how we did. We were both on the right side. I don't think it was fantastic. Let's see. I think here here's the sheet right here. When we were together, we were 1-0, one 1-1, and oh, one and one, one and 2 1-3, and 1-4, and 1-6, and 1-7, and 2-7. Three and seven. So we were three and seven when we were together. We're together again here versus the Chiefs. Let's hope we break that uh, pattern and that trend right there. And let's fly out to Pittsburgh for our second game. Your game, my friend, the Raiders. The Oakland, now Las Vegas. Well, it was Oakland, then Los Angeles, then Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. This game is going to be a one o'clocker. And right now, the point spread is in favor of the Steelers. Five and a half is the spread. The over and under is 47. Right now, the tickets are on the Steelers 
um, in that regard. The money, however, is on the Raiders. It is 60% uh, in that regard. And also big money coming in on the Raiders because the tickets are actually 42% on the Raiders, which means there is definitely uh, a lean on the big money coming in on Las Vegas. So then the question becomes, the Steelers, who pulled out a nice road win versus uh, Buffalo uh, up there in Orchard Park or whatever the hell they're going to call it whenever they build a new stadium or what the hell is it now? I, can, I keep forgetting. Come on, Rich. You can remember. What is it? In? SoFi? Uh, no, oh, no that's, Highmark. That's... They change it. Highmark Field. So uh, Highmark Field uh, is where the Steelers got their first week road victory. So are the Raiders going to be able to come in here into Pittsburgh and repeat their Monday night performance? That is the question. And as a Raider fan, I'm sure you're chomping at the bit for this game to kick off. I'm a little nervous, but I as you will say be. this. If we can... Oh man, if we go into Pittsburgh and win that game... Pittsburgh's defense is incredible. I watched a lot of that that Buffalo game last week. They are so good. That's at what won every the game. Level. I mean, that was it. Yeah, that game was won so, straight on the Steelers' defense. They are just so good at every level. They're off. Ben looks like he's ninety. I mean, he's just so old. He does look really but, old. And everybody was all very eager, uh, myself included, for the Matt Canada offense adjustment. And you know what? Ultimately, like it wasn't earth-shattering. It wasn't bad. It was just, it was all defense. You know, the game had nothing to do with offense. You know, it was manageable. It was just the defensive play. Yeah, the defense kept them in long enough for the Buffalo defense to wear down. That's kind of the way I looked at that game. Right. But speaking of this game, I, I don't, I, I don't think the Raiders are going to win. I actually think Pittsburgh's going to cover. I'm rooting, obviously I'm rooting for them. I, this is, I, I always hate talking about the Giants games and the Raiders games because I'm rooting for the Giants and the Raiders. But long and short of it is I don't see their defense, I mean, I don't see their offense having enough firepower with, uh, what's his name, Hurt now, Josh Jacobs Hurt. They're going to have to use Kenyon Drake. They're not going to be. They're not going to be able to run the ball. So then they're going to have to pass. And you know, Tomlin and his crew are going to do everything in their power to stop Waller. I, I don't know how Waller keeps getting the, this many targets. He had nineteen targets. Well, I mean, right, so- he, he gets all he gets all the targets because he. I mean, your quarterbacks check down Charlie, right? Oh, I know. He's terrible. This is this is why I hate David Carr. <laughs> Ah, you but, got it right. Yeah, very congratulations. It, it's it's Derek, it's Derek Carr. I was making a joke. Whatever. It's a car. <laughs> it's a fucking car. I'm never gonna get it right. I'm never gonna just get call it him right. car. I'm just, just call gonna call him car. D car. D car. There you go. So you said before that you thought Waller had a good game, great game, whatever you said. But if I were to tell you, if I were to tell you, De- Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, uh, name another top, Tyreek Hill, uh, any of the top five receivers in the league, if I told you that they got 20 targets and they had 10 catches for 100 yards and a touchdown, is that really a great game? I, but context is everything, right? You, you, 10 for 20 on 
targets versus catches. Well, what were the other 10 non-completions? Were they completely thrown over his head? Did he drop 10 of them? Did he drop two and eight were bad balls? You know, it, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, a, a, a tit for tat, if you will. You know, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you without Yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. Well, well, I mean, I watched the game. So he peppered, literally, like the definition of the word peppered, the, uh, Darren Waller. And, I mean, it was, it was a joke that the announcers were laughing about how he got 12 targets or something like that in the first half. And, and they were making a joke, speaking as if they were Darren Waller, and they said, hey, you know, cards, please, enough. Like, I, I just, I need a break. Stop, stop throwing me the ball. <laughs> like, like, if the it's announcers... Not, it's true, though, right? I mean, but I mean... Yeah. But if it works, this is the contra-argument, right? So, yeah, sure, it's kind of ridiculous because of the extremity of it. That said... If it works and it gets the job done, then who gives a shit? Check down all fucking day. Darren Waller, 20 for 203 t- touchdowns. If you get the win, ride it, right? Yeah. I mean, is it, if, is he it, had, if, he, if he had 15 for 150 and two touchdowns, it's a different story. But 10 for 10, 10 for 100 and a touchdown on 20 targets is... The, He's whatever. It is what it is. I love the dude. I think Waller's great. I, I think Waller's awesome. I think Max Crosby's awesome. I think that they have some real talent on that team. Yeah, Crosby had a they good game. What two two sacks and I don't know offhand how many tackles. You know how I know that dude's gonna be good because it was the fourth quarter. There was like three minutes left. Lamar Jackson goes to run the ball, and Max Crosby actually chased down Lamar Jackson. After a full game of football, the defensive end chased down the video game that we call Lamar Jackson. The cheat code. Was, Everybody's cheat. He's a cheat code. Yeah. He's a cheat code. Ugh. He's the cheat code, right? Fuck off. Cheat code. But, um. Yeah. Well, you know they, how I know you're gay. How? Uh, I'm just kidding. It, it, it's the line from. Uh, <laughs> that's the line from, forty uh, year old yes. virgin, which will forty year old virgin, yeah, yes. w- w- which will probably be removed from every single possible DVD that there ever was. Also from forty year old virgin is this sound bite, which also will probably be removed and never used again. Are you fucking wrong? Oh. oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to play the Kelly Clarkson one. Oh, no, no, no. That one will stick. But, you know, you know how I know you're gay? Definitely will not fly, uh, you know, going forward. And the are you fucking, you fucking retarded? retarded is also not going to fly going forward. Uh, no. But anyway, uh, yeah, so you know how I know that the Steelers are going to win? Uh, just because uh, throwing to Darren Waller ten times is not a strategy. So while you mentioned earlier about how you thought that their defense had a good strategy going into that game versus Baltimore, throwing to Darren Waller as a check down constantly is not really much of a strategy. And I think for the Steelers on the road here, you're going to need to strategize something in order to get the victory. Um, I don't see it, which is why I'm going with the Steelers in this one. Steelers defense, really good. You know, they, they, they did small things that were just such a huge bonus. They, they get 
Schobert, right, right before the season starts. And he was a monster in Jacksonville. And Jacksonville just signed him to a contract. And then we're like, nah, you know, we don't want you anymore. So, you know, shows you if Urban Meyer might not know what the fuck he's talking about. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But anyway, they pair him there with with uh, Devin Bush, and they got a huge inside linebacking core. You know, T.J. Watt r- rushing from the outside, Cameron Haywood. They picked up Mike Minka Fitzpatrick years back from the Finns. You know, good defense. And I think that this week that defense will uh, win out. I'm taking the Steelers by five and a half. Yeah, I am 100% with you. Unfortunately, the Raiders, if they win that game, if they go in there and win that game, the whole season looks different. Because if they can beat Baltimore and they can beat Pittsburgh, that's they're, I mean, they're going to have to play Cleveland again, right? I guess they're playing that whole division. Yep, so Obviously. I, listen, if they start off 2-0 against those teams, people are going to look at them differently. Don't you agree? Yeah, for sure. You go two and zero against those two teams. Uh, it, you're Vegas. You're in the money, baby. You're in the money. Yeah, you're in the money. Unfortunately, we speak of reality here on this podcast, and I am going with the Steelers minus the five and a half. Yep, as am I. So we're both. This on the could same be an side. under too. Uh, I thought very much that the forty-seven was a lean toward the under. Because I'm not sold that you guys are going to put up those points again. And the Steelers obviously aren't a huge high-scoring team. At home might be different, right? That's been Ben's uh, splits. His home games have been phenomenal. Road games have been brutal. Matt Canada, he's is going to have his first offensive coordinator duties in Heinz Field uh, come this weekend. So maybe the Steelers put up points. I just don't know about the Raiders and the points. So I'm with you there. 47 might be a nice little under. Uh, it, it opened at 49. So that would have been even better to get it then. Yeah, well, that's why, again, you, you see these lines and you like them early. You should jump on them before everybody else and their brother does. So yeah. Because the line movement already by Wednesday has, uh, has hit pretty hard. So, All right, let's hit the rest of the docket. Third down. We'll start off Thursday night. This game in Washington, it is the Washington football team sans Ryan Fitzpatrick with Taylor Heineke under center versus the shitbox Giants. Washington favored by three. The Sharps and the money on Washington and the tickets barely on the Giants. This is almost a trifecta game. Right now the Giants have the tickets 51% to 49%. Uh, the money, uh, 55% in favor of Washington football team. Also, the lowest over-under of the week at 40 and a half. I am taking the Washington football team. Uh, this is a game that the Giants should win, but the Giants are so bad. They also, their line sucks, and I think that the Washington defense will be enough to win this game, even though they uh, Giants should win just for the fact that they have a three-year starter versus Tyler Heineke. Uh, I'm going to go with the Giants because I don't know anything about this Heineke guy. And Gibson's banged up. Uh, I just... So is I, so I is Saquon. Evan Ingram's out again. Shane Lemieux, his starter, is out. You know, I, I mean... I, I don't know, man. I, I, listen. I'm not trying to convince Gi- you. I hope the Giants win. I'm a Giant fan. The Giants... Looked horrible the other night. They looked beyond the bad. Night. There were so many things that looked bad about the team. I could go on and on, but I won't. 
I should, I mean, I should pick Washington here, but I just have this feeling that New York's going to play a little better. I think Saquon's going to get more work. I think he's going to get less work. I think I, I think he's banged up. He looked so bad last week. I think they're just going to probably sit on him a little bit. I you think? Yeah, yeah. I, he did not look good. He looked like I, I mean, it just didn't look like he was ready at all. And you look at Odell Beckham Jr. when we get to the Browns game in a couple of games, he's not even playing. He's sitting out because he's just like my ACL isn't ready. I I don't think that uh, Saquon's his leg is ready. He didn't look good at all. That line is terrible, regardless. And I think that's that's this game. If the if the Washington football team's front four is worth a shit and, and is as good as everybody's been billing them, and I think they are good, they're going to eat up on the Giants' uh, line in this game. Uh, you know, Washington's defense didn't look as good as I thought they were when they played uh, Los Angeles. Last no, week. that's true. I agree with you wholeheartedly. There, they did not. But I think their front four is good enough in this game that it's going to force Daniel Jones to be Daniel Jones, which is a turnover machine. So for those reasons, he is, I'm going. he's bad. They need a quarterback. Yep. He's not the right. He's not the answer. So you're going Giants. I'm going Washington Football Team. I am also liking this uh, over because I'm sorry. I, you know, as bad as these teams are, forty points. Forty points is just ridiculous. So I'm definitely looking at that over. Uh, I don't know if you have a feel either way on that. I how do you anything that's around the thirty nine mark, like you have to go over. Yeah, I mean, right? it, it feels it, that way that, for sure. If you're in the thirty, if you get to because at the pace they're going, it's already moved three points in two days. So if it goes any lower, they really think the the, the population in Vegas really think. Very low of the Giants and the Washington football team. Yes. I mean, <laughs> hell, their fans do. Why wouldn't Vegas? The fans don't feel good about those teams, much less Vegas. I mean, they are two shitbox teams. They're going nowhere fast. So, your Giants, I am Washington. The Broncos are traveling into Jacksonville. They'll be facing off against the 0-1 Jags. Jags obviously lost that game last week to Houston, favored on the road, and got trounced. The Broncos trounced the Giants on the road at MetLife Stadium. This week, Broncos favored by six. The tickets heavily in favor of the Broncos, 72%. And then the money pool is heavily in favor of the Broncos at 69%. Over under in this game is 45 degrees. Are you going to take the Jaguars in this one? The Sharps actually have hopped in, and they are going to be on the Jags. So the Sharps are standing alone here, taking the Jaguars in a rebound game. Are you going to do so as well? I don't think so. I mean, De- Denver didn't look that good against No, I agree. The I didn't think so either. But I also think that the Giants' defense is very underrated. So, Denver's not a... I, Jacksonville was horrible. They, were, I, they are... I'm, I'm not going to bet them until they at least show... Although I will say this. Did you watch any of that game? Which one? Jacksonville. Highlights only. Did you see some of the balls that kid threw? Yeah. Laser beams. Yeah, for sure. He's going to be extremely good. Extremely good. The only problem is that the team isn't extremely good. Now, going into that game, I picked Houston for the simple fact that I thought Houston had some players. Not a ton of players, but I thought they had some players. They're not a great team, but they're not 
you know, you know this this is an O in seventeen Houston Texan team, and I just thought that they had some more professionals and some more uh, seasoned veterans on that squad to get that game in a win in the record books for them, which ended up happening. Um, you know, the Jags. I'll, I'll be honest. I like the Broncos in this game to win. It's the six points that has me hesitant. I I just think Jacksonville, kind of what what you were just saying, Houston is is a bunch of seasoned veterans. Jacksonville's a bunch of kids. Like they play like they were just a bunch of kids out there. Uh, I I don't think the only thing they have going for them is that this is in Jacksonville, right? It is in Jacksonville, correct? Yeah. So I you're right. The six points is a little much. I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater winning by a touchdown without Jerry Judy. They still got Gordon. They still got that that rookie Williams, Cortland Sutton. This is his time to shine. They got that other kid, Patrick Tim Patrick. I I think the I shock know. for me for Broncos last week was the fact that uh, it wasn't Javante Williams that ran that huge touchdown run against the Giants. It was Melvin know, Gordon was on Gordon. two bad wheels. It was crazy. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the Jags. Uh, the six points is too I'm, much. I'm going to go. I'm going Broncos. All right. So you're on the Broncos. I am on the Jaguars. Next up is the Browns at home facing off against Texans. Texans are 12 and a half point underdogs here. The tickets are slightly on the Browns at 61% and the money is 67% on the Browns. The Sharps are leaning on the Texans. Over under is 48. Who are you taking? Uh, Browns. I, this doesn't... If they play like they did last week, Texans don't stand a chance. But, once again, Houston beat up a really, really bad Jacksonville team. I thought their defense was horrific. Their defense didn't actually look that bad last week. Um, no, I'm t- Cleveland at home. Two touchdowns. I, I think this will be easy for them. Cleveland I locked up the win on this one, I, I would say. They have the better offense. They have the better defense. They will be without OBJ uh, Beckham out again with the ACL. And I like the Texans squad, at least compared to the uh, you know the season thoughts on them. Uh, however, in this game, I'm going to actually pick them also because I just simply on the fact that it's 12.5 points. I think that's a lot of points uh, against any team, much less a Texan team that scored, what, 38 last week, if I remember right. So uh, you're going to be on the Browns. I'm going to be on the Texans. The Dolphins will be hosting the Bills. This game, big NFC East battle, or AFC East battle. We could have talked about this one as well as one of those top games. Uh, Bills currently three-and-a-half-point favorites. 76% of the tickets are on the Bills, uh, just 62% of the money. Sharps are going to lean into the Dolphins on this one, and 47-and-a-half is the over-under. I am taking the Bills. Uh, I was not impressed with the Dolphins, really. They should have lost that game had Damian Harris not fumbled. Um, I think that they can, uh, you know, Tua I'm not sold on. At home, away, it doesn't matter. Uh, You know, they barely eked out that win, and the Bills really performed poorly all the way around. Snapback game for them, and they're only getting three and the hook. So I'm taking the Bills. Uh, No, not a chance. I'm taking the Dolphins at home. You're taking the Dolphins at home. All right. The Colts will be hosting the Rams. The Rams are four-point favorites on the road here. 70% of the tickets are on the Rams. The Sharps and a slight lean on the money on the Colts. 
47.5 is the over-under. So, Colts or Carson Wentz at home? Oh, no Carson Wentz. Get Carson Wentz, get, get, he's got to get away from me. The Rams look like a Super Bowl team last week. The Rams look good. They, it was close at one point at 2014, I think, and then they just opened the can of whoop-ass and put the Bears right back in their place. So it was it was based off of two really big plays. Like they had, they were up so much because of two really big plays, and I get that. But as a whole, Stafford, I haven't seen Stafford look that good in a very long time. Yeah, and, for and sure, he, Stafford looked great. He only threw twenty something passes. Yeah, I, I mean, if there was one part of that last game that might apply to here, you know, the Rams did give up uh, a bunch of yardage to Montgomery. Uh, oh, I, a ton. A, a, a ton, ton, right? He was uh, he came in second on the week, 16 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Good for— He was awesome. He was great. Montgomery was awesome. 6.8 a carry. and so Against the Rams. Right. And so you're talking about the Colts team that has Jonathan Taylor plus Frank Wright as the head coach. So, you know, maybe they can exploit that uh, hole in the defense. Uh, I don't think so. So I'm going to go to the Rams. I think the Rams are just pretty explosive. I think their defense well, Darius Leonard missed practice. Uh, is that, that, that happened today? Okay. Yeah, which is not good. That must be something recent because I have a whole list of things I was going to read off if we had time, but Leonard missing yeah. was not one of them. Leonard and Quentin Nelson were out of practice today. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I picked the Rams anyway, so that just helps my case. Yeah. Yep, I'm with you. Rams all the way. Rams and I kind of I kind of like the over in this game. I think this is going to be kind of a, sh- a shootout. Uh, I would I would tend to agree with you. My only concern on this is just where the Colts' offense is going to be. Are they going to be able to contribute enough for the forty-seven and a half? But yes, if there was a side to pick, I would pick the over. So the two yeah. of us are both on the Rams. The 49ers will be facing off against the Eagles in Philadelphia. The Ram the Forty Niners a home uh, I'm sorry a road favorite. Three and a half points. 71% of the tickets on the 49ers. 70% of the money. The sharp is on the Eagles. And then the over-under is 50. This was almost a snap pick for me. I went Eagles. Yeah, me too. I'm so, I'm shocked that... Well, Vegas, Vegas thinks the same. Po- the population is the same thing. It, it was four. Now it's down to three. I, I This is also getting into later on when we make our, our picks... This is also one of my overs that I love. Uh, I think it's going to be a shootout, but I, I like the way the Eagles looked last week. Four Niners were fine. I mean, they destroyed a really bad Detroit team and then let them come back at the end. But. Well, they lost everybody in their secondary. You know, the 49ers, they, they lost Jason Verrett for the season, then they lost Mosert for the season. I mean... Th- yeah, they... They're not the same team. Rough go for the 49ers. So I was just. They're I was, Eagles. They're, they're, I mean, their offense is still going to be really good. Ayuk didn't even get a target. Well, and he. Well, probably he was battling a bad hamstring. So if he's still right, battling right. a hamstring, plus you get these other second. At one point in the end of that 49er game, I think they had a practice squad member that they called up. Uh, plus, a, you know, a, a third, fourth stringer. I mean, it was just a disaster. So, um, anyway, I'm I'm going uh, Eagles here. I was impressed with the Eagles in Week One, and I don't I don't know why the 49ers would be favored here, seeing everything they're battling. Little 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 
point of emphasis, though, that's a little nerve-wracking, is that Miles Sanders did miss practice or was limited today with in practice. Yeah, all right. I mean, maybe. I just, you know, again, it, this is more, you know, the 49ers are just battling a lot of injury situations right now. The Eagles looked good, and now the Eagles are home. So I'll just uh, I, I snap yeah. pick them. And you're on board with yeah. that as well, correct? Yeah, yeah. Bears hosting the Bengals. Bears favored by two and a half. Everything is on the Bengals in this game. This game is weird as hell. I don't know which how to read this thing. I, I thought the Bengals were going to be favored here, so I took them as the dog. Uh, it looks like the tickets and the money are also on the Bengals. Uh, definite divergence here in the big money because they, they got 78% of the big money or of the money on the Bengals while there's only 62% of the tickets. Over under in this one is 44 and a half, but I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, I actually wrote the Bengals down plus two or two and a half, whatever it is. And then I looked back to see if I screwed up because I thought it was going to be a negative. I thought, like you, I, I thought it, they were going to be the favorite. Right. I was shocked. So, I, I I don't know. I guess maybe Bears at home, they, they think that uh, Andy Dalton, I, what, how, I'm never going to bet on Andy Dalton. I, you couldn't pay me to bet on Andy Dalton. You know, I mean, this tells me that Vegas really doesn't like the Bengal team and thinks that it was just kind of fluky that they won at home versus the Vikings. I mean, so be it. I, I just, they can throw the ball. The Bears, they, they can throw the ball. The Bears can't. And the Bears, just, I mean, just they just have a ton of problems having to deal with this quarterback situation, the way they developed it, because nobody wants Dalton in there. I, you know, every time he makes a mistake, the pressure must be fucking insane, because anytime he screws up, even just a hair, I, I mean, he just gets blasted. And Think about what it's going to be like at home. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, once the booze begin it, and the rest of it, how are you going to play uh, so I, this might be the game that pushes uh, Justin Fields to under center for me. Uh, but regardless, I'm taking the Bengals. Yes, I'm taking the Bengals too. So the both of us are on the Bengals in that one. The next game is going to be in MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, but not a New Jersey team, the New York team, the Jets. They're going to be hosting the Patriots. The Patriots are road favorites, six-point favorites currently. The Sharps are on the Jets, but everything else is on the Patriots. 86% of the tickets, 94% of the money, over under 42 and a half. Snap pick, Pats for for me. Patriots for me. Yes, I'm with you. I don't even know what my argument would be other than the Patriots versus the Jets. Jets are horrible. I'm interested that's, to see that Patriot defense versus that Jets line, which has been decimated by injury and now lost, uh, you know, they, they lost McCoy Uh which is, you know, I mean, that guy can't stay on the fucking field. The game's always hurt. Patriots should have won last week. Should have won. Patriots should have won and covered with that touchdown. Yeah. Last it, week. It was, uh, I know, it, it, was, it was brutal. Was it killed about me. That. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, then the final 1 o'clock game is going to be in Carolina. Saints-Panthers. Saints, another road favorite. A lot of road favorites here this week again. Saints favored right now by 3.5. 62% of the tickets are on the Saints, but the money is on the Panthers over under 44.5. Who are you taking in this one? I took Saints, but I'm scared about this game. I don't, I'm not, this isn't going to be in too many of my bets. I, 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 the Panthers, while they're not that 
They haven't, I mean, they were impressive last week against a pretty bad Jets team. Uh, they had moments, I should say. I, I'm a little nervous because the Saints are coming off a massive victory. And they're flying up to Carolina. And they're, they lost. Lattimore is hurt, right? He had surgery on his hand or something like that. Yes, Lattimore's out, as is their center. Their center is also Eric McCoy is banged up, and so he's going to miss some time. So they're going to lose Davenport, key defensive player, plus their center. Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I, I guess the after a while, I I, I want to I I hate switching it in the moment. I have the Saints written down. I'm going to go with the Saints. Okay, but I, I, I'm I'm nervous about this game. I went with the Panthers, but I'm nervous the other way. Too, I you know this is kind of a coin flip because the Panthers are at home. Darnold didn't look terrible. Their defense is better than what the Packers put out there last week. But then again, the Saints have a couple of injuries. If they didn't have the injuries, they played really well. I mean, they, they really mopped up on the Packers. If you saw that game, the Packers defense didn't stop them from the snap of the ball, uh, snap of the game, whistle of the game, first snap. Yeah, whatever. You got you it. Yeah. All right, so anyway, uh, we're on opposite ends there. You're on the Saints. I'm on the Panthers. That brings us to our 4 o'clock games. Cards hosting the Vikes. Cards by 4.5. Uh, right now, the tickets on the cards, the money on the cards, but just barely. Sharps have not taken any side. 51 is the over-under. I took the cards at home. Great showing last week on the road. Vikings stunk in uh, Cincinnati, and so why, why should I expect them to do better here um, there is a question mark about the Cards' defense, if it was legit or not. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Chandler Jones, five t- sacks is uh, pretty good. So I'm going to take the Cards here in that offense. Yeah, what, what is this? You think it should be How higher, is right? This? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, it's, I, a trap, it's a trap game. It's one of those trap games that you're like, please, this is a, this is a gimme. Yeah, it, I mean, it's going to be one of my it's going to be one of my super picks this week too. Um, I I don't I couldn't figure out why four and a half was the number. You thought it would be a little bit higher, but it wasn't. So I'm. It's three and a half. Oh, it went down. So people are. I mean, the, the spreads that I am quoting, I pulled about one two o'clock. So if there's any change in the spreads versus from what Chris is talking about to I am talking about, it could be a difference of a book or a difference of time. But whatever, four yeah, and a half. It's, it's somewhere around three and a half, four, four and a half. But the, neither, regardless, this, this seems like more of a six and a half, seven and a half spread game. They just smoked the Titans. Yeah, which means. Smoked the Titans. Which means we're going to both take the Cardinals and the Vikings are going to win. Of course. Yes, of course. So the Buccaneers are the next up on the another 4 o'clock game. They're going to be hosting the Falcons. This game, 12 points. Uh, the And everything is on the Buccaneers. It is a trifecta game. You've got the Sharps, the tickets, and the money. Money in big on the Bucs. 81% right now uh, on the Buccaneers. Falcons that really have nobody in their corner. Over under 52.5 in this game. This was a game I... Because of the 12 points, I couldn't decide. I actually switched twice. I ultimately am going with the Bucks. Yeah, I am too. Death. You know why I, I'm going with the 12 and a half? Brady is very good. That team is very good. You don't say. They are, they are pissed about what happened last week. They almost blew that game at home, at their own stadium. They're going to come out. Like just, they're just gonna want to stomp on the Falcons. Stomp. Yeah, my 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 contra argument would be that they their offense played 
pretty tits last week, right? And, I, you know, the Falcons now are they're 12-point favorites, so the Bucks are going to have to continually play well, and then they're going to have to hope the Falcons can't put anything together. I don't know. There, there's something a part, part of me that thinks that maybe Ryan gets a backdoor cover here. You know, it's something with him and Ridley go off, but, you know, those things you kind of can't foresee. The way that I see it, I see the Bucks covering the 12. I just, I don't think that, I don't know. I I might act, I'm considering benching Calvin Ridley in some of my fantasy leagues. I got scared about it as well, but I'm leaving him in there. I, I need a couple more games before I say, oh, I just made a mistake picking this guy. I did. I think I made a mistake. You know, a lot of fantasy think owners think the same way. But you're taking the Bucks here in the 12. Yeah, yep. Okay, the Chargers will be hosting the Cowboys. Cowboys, the other half of that great opener last Thursday. Right now, the Chargers are the favorite. Uh, I was a little surprised at this. Not a lot, but just a little. Chargers favored by three. The Sharps are on the Chargers. The money is big on the Chargers at 84%. But, of course, the general public loves the Cowboys. And right now, 58% of the tickets are on them. The over-under is at 55. I took the Chargers in the three. I think a lot of things have to go right for the Cowboys to have a performance like last week. Plus, they lost Gallup for a couple of weeks with a ankle injury. Uh, they also lost Lael Collins to a suspension. So, I'm just going to go with the home team here and the three points. Cowboys might surprise and play just as good as they did last week. I just don't have faith in a repeat performance. And I thought the Chargers had a lot of room to grow. I, I'm I, I really like the Cowboys this week, and then I'm I'm gonna keep them because that's I hate changing my picks. But I really like the Cowboys, and then I read on some news reports that Demarcus Lawrence left practice today with a foot injury, and Randy Gregory was moved to the COVID list. So I'm I'm getting nervous, but. I'm I'm putting I'm putting my faith in their offense. I think that their offense is just incredible. Okay. So the question that I have, you have confidence in, that would be the Cowboys offense. So you're gonna go Cowboys plus the three, and I'm taking the Chargers at home with the field goal. The Seahawks will be hosting the Titans. Uh Seahawks favored by five and a half points. Uh, right now, the Sharps are on the Seahawks. Everybody else is on the Titans. Only tickets are slightly on the Titans, but the money is big on the Titans at 71%. Over-under is 54. Who are you going to take in this battle? Titans. You're taking the Titans. I'm taking the Seahawks. Really? Yeah, Seahawks played really well on the road last week. The Titans' defense fucking stinks. And I don't see how they're going to be able to keep up with the Seahawks. The five and a half points is a question for me. That's a lot of points. But I just think that this is one of those games where the Titans don't know what to do on defense. And it's DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Then all of a sudden, Chris Carson. I you know, I just don't think, see things going right. But that's my thinking right now. It, this is more of a reflection of the Titans' defense. I think that... Tennessee is going to actually win this game outright. Oh, remember that one. Okay, outright win. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, they can't play as bad as they did last week. They won't play that bad for the, ever for the rest of the year. They, they're a much better. Team. Their defense, like I agree with you. I said to you before the season began, Tennessee's defense was not good. 
and they need True to improve that. dramatically. And they did not. They did not. Yeah, well, I own a bridge that I'll sell you as well. The <laughs> Packers will be hosting the Lions as the final game on the docket. This game in Green Bay on Monday Night Football. Right now, Packers favored by 11. The money on the Packers at 77%. The tickets on the Packers at 69%. The Sharps are going to decide, ah, you know what, that's a lot in favor of a team that just got destroyed, so we'll take the Lions. And then the over-under is 55, or sorry, 48 and a half in favor of uh, whatever. That's not in favor of anybody. Over-under, it's just 48 and a half. So, uh, what do you think? Lions. They lost Jeff Akuda last week. They battled back against a non-existent secondary to make that a close game. 11 points is a lot of points. It's the second most of this week behind the Browns and Texans' 12.5-point line. Do the Packers rally here at home? No. I think that the Lions will cover that spread. The Lions are really bad. The Lions are really bad. Don't get me wrong. I just... I don't know. I don't know. I do not like what I saw from from Aaron Rodgers. He they, he didn't look like he give a shit. He like at all. He looks like shit. He doesn't look like he gives a shit. That's why I call him pissy face, man. That's what the guy has eternally pissy face. He just didn't. He just like like he literally just didn't care. He's always angry, never happy, always complaining. The best, the best yeah. he's looked, you know, in the past six, seven months was when he was in a suit and tie doing Jeopardy. He looked fantastic. Yeah, right. That. Last right. week, he it looked great. like a goddamn nightmare. And I just, he's constant just bitching and thinking that he's just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm done with Aaron Rodgers. I just, last week was, maybe he turns it around, but, you know, this, this offseason was pretty brutal for a team that, had a really great 2000, and you thought that they would build off of it, but again, it was just bickering and fighting. It was like the political environment right now. Just yeah. But you're going to take yeah. the Lions. I'm taking the Packers. Uh, Eleven, but the Lions really suck, and Goff is terrible. And I take the Packers at home. Uh, you know they're going to have a bounce back game, and their secondary is. Uh, I mean, it should perform better than it did last week versus the Saints. So I'm going to take the Packers here. You're going to take the Lions. So that leaves us with our picks for the week. And we will kick that one off now. Fourth down. To recap the super picks we gave you last week, we were not good. I was 1-4. Chris, you were 2-3. and three. Overs and unders that we provided were 0-2 oh each. And then as for the total games, uh, I was 6-9. and nine. You were 6-9. and nine. And the only ones that were over 500 were the Sharps. The Sharps were actually 8 and 6. So, um, this week, I will let you start off with your super picks. Five of our best picks, if you will. If there was a super contest we entered, these would be those. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Rams. You're going with Rams? That's a lock. Yeah, I think that's a lock. Yep. <clears throat> I think the Patriots, Jets game. Pats. The Cardinals. Cards. The Bucks. Bucks. And Cowboys. And Dallas. All right. Uh, we only had one game in common. That was the Cardinal game. 
Other than that, I took Seattle. I took the Cardinals, like I just mentioned. The Eagles I took. The Chargers. And then the Washington football team. And that was just a hate pick because I'm so mad at my Giants. And I just think they'll get uh, smoked. So the over-under games, did you pick two out for the week, sir? I did. I did. Uh, I mentioned one before. I really like the 49ers-Eagles game to go over. I'm pissed that I didn't get it earlier in the week, though. It was it was much lower. I think it went up like four points already or five points already. Gotcha. Um, it was at 45 and a half. Now it's at 50 and a half. A little bit of a swing there, so, sir. Yeah, I'll still take the over. Um, what I'd like to do here, though, is with these two games I'm mentioning, I'm going to wind up, and we're going to talk about our bets in a second, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tease these two uh, bring the one down and bring the other one up. Oh, I got you. Um, so I like the 49ers, Eagles over 50, and I like the Pats and Jets under 42 and a half. Oh, you like that under. Yeah, well, I mean, that would be the Jets just can't do anything against the Patriots defense. Yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, I took the Washington Giants game on Thursday night. I went over 40.5 points. I, the 40.5 points is just not a lot of points at all. I, the Giants defense, which was supposed to be the standout side of the ball for them, did not look good last week. T- uh, Taylor Heineke, he had a decent game when he came in into uh, last year to sub in, and he had that monster final game of the year. Um, so I, I think that there'll be a little bit of offense in this game, enough to get over the 40-and-a-half. The other game that I'm taking in terms of over-under is the Chargers-Dallas game, and I'm doing under the 55. Um, I, I think a lot of things went right for Dallas last week. I don't know if they'll repeat that. 55 points is a lot of points. Uh, you know, in the Chargers, they didn't score a ton last week either. Uh, you know, maybe things change in this game, and it's all offense on both sides of the ball. But even at that, they got to get up to 55. I'm taking the under in that one. So, survivor knockout picks. I am going to take the Packers for my survivor pick. My knockout is going to be the Falcons. I picked the 49ers and the Lions last week for those same things. This week, I'm going Packers to survive, and I'm knocking out the Falcons. So I'm with you on the, the, the Survivor. I'm taking the Packers. Gotcha. I think they'll, they'll get it together enough to beat the Lions at home. Um, and then my knockout team is going to be the Texans. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to win that game. I, I, that, that's going to be an ugly game. Yeah, well, neither does Vegas because, I mean, Vegas has got them down by 12.5 points here. So if there's a lot. <laughs> that, that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. That, that brings us to our bets. Now, our bets from last week – and correct me if I'm wrong, you won your teaser. Uh, you lost both of your parlays. The Chiefs knocked you out of those. And your teaser, you won. It was a four-team teaser. And so that left you up 160 bucks. correct? No. I hit the money line parlay, too. No, how'd you hit the money? Uh... Oh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. That's right. That's right. You had the Cards, Eagles, and Chiefs all on the money line. That was 50 to win 425. So that would bring you to 210 plus uh, whatever the difference is. So what are you up? You got to be up uh, almost 500 something? Uh, Yeah, up up around 585, I think. 585. So 
Yeah, and that was a solid money line pick. I marked it off because I, I had the Chiefs. Uh, the the other parlay you had was the Seattle Panthers and the Chiefs with the money, and the yes. Chiefs didn't qualify. But the money line yes. parlay worked because you had the Cards and the Eagles, and they both won outright. So you yep. are up uh, five eighty five on the year. Uh, I hit nothing other than a little chintzy. Uh, Chiefs, Rams, Pats teaser, and so I am down seventy on the year. So I am at nine thirty. So uh, I will let you go since you are the one in control here. Cool. So I'm gonna do for parlays. We'll talk about them first. Uh, for uh, money line parlay, I'm gonna actually use four teams this week. Okay. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the Eagles at plus one eighty five. Yep. I'm going to do the, the Pats at minus 260. Okay. Bring that down to zero. I'm going to take the Cowboys over the uh, Chargers. Gotcha. At plus, plus 155. And then I'm going to throw Tennessee in that as well at plus 195. And this is what happens, folks. You hit one money line parlay, and then your balls grow to the size of cantaloupes. Yeah. So go ahead. So what do you? Uh, yeah, that's how you win. That's how we become rich. I, I get. I, I get it. You got to press, man. You got to press. That's the way yeah. it is in poker. Yeah. You got to press. Stocks. You got to press. So all right. So what are you doing? So for that, I'm fifty dollars. Okay. All right, and that's gonna pay thirteen thirty. Thirteen thirty. Yep. And so to hedge my bet with these, I'm gonna do a hundred dollar tease. That covers all four of those teams as well. So that'll give Philly plus nine and a half, New England even, Cowboys at plus nine and a half, and Tennessee at plus 11. Okay. And that's, that's 100. To pay 360. 360. Okay. All right. What else do you got? So I got a $50 parlay, just straight numbers. Rams minus three and a half, Cards minus four, and Chiefs minus three and a half. Okay. And that's, that's it. And then, and then if and that I'm was a fifty, for, that was a fifty dollar. Yeah, yeah, that was fifty. Okay. And then later, later in the week, I'm gonna see how the over unders kind of play out. But I'm thinking about doing uh, a fifty dollar tease with the 49ers and the Pats. You know. Bringing the 49ers down to 44, going over it, and bringing the Pats up to 48 and a half, and bringing going under. Just kind of see how that plays out as the week goes on. See how those spreads. Cool. Kind of. Well, my parlays. I only took one, and I just did a fifty-dollar parlay. I'm taking Seattle in the five and a half, and Arizona in the four and a half. So you have Arizona in one of your parlays, and that's just a two-team parlay, fifty bucks. I just want to get on the board here. I got to get a W. Last year, I uh, I struggled all year long, and I you know I don't want to repeat performance here, starting off the calendar year. So down seventy, I want to get I want to get a little something going here. So I'm doing Seattle and Arizona as my fifty-dollar parlay. And my teaser, I am going to do the following three teams. I'm putting $100 down on it. I am doing the Bucks, the Steelers, and the Seattle Seahawks. So the Bucks will come down to six points. The Steelers come down to a half a point. 
and then a half a point loss or whatever. It doesn't matter. Half a point. And then Seattle becomes a half a point as well. And I'm going to put $100 down on that. And that's the only thing that I got going. I didn't really have a good feel for this week. And I, hopefully if I hit one or two of those, Seattle obviously could contribute to both legs of that, the parlay and the teaser. And then, you know, I, if that happens, uh, you know, hopefully Seattle will be the one that starts the fire that burns the, I don't know, the candle tour burns. I'm just running out of shit to say. I was trying to think of the thing that they say, that stupid thing they say in uh, Last Jedi. Uh, fucking uh, Ozzick, uh, what's his name? That plays Poe Dameron, but I couldn't think of it. I was trying to make fun of myself, but it became a car crash of car crashes. <laughs> so anyway, all right, so that's it. Uh, we got Thursday Night Football just up ahead, and that will be the Giants versus the Washington football team. Not much of a game, but it's what we got, so we deal with it. So enjoy your Thursdays, rest of your week, and then we will talk to you again next week for our bets. I'll probably be dropping in before that to update everybody on some news and the results, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, Chris, enjoy. I will talk to you later. Adios. All right. Peace out, everybody. Enjoy. Enjoy.